0: Well now for some insights into parenting teens. Mother-daughter duo Robin and Molly Fawcett have collaborated on writing a guide to raising teenagers in a complex world. Their book is The Kids Will Be Alright. Robin is a nurse and educator and is a programme writer for health and well-being in school education. The book covers off a range of subjects including body image, cyber safety, sexuality, puberty and having respectful relationships. And daughter Molly brings a younger voice and perspective to things. Uh, kia ora kora. welcome both of you. Kia thanks Giora. for having Good us. Let's meet both of you. First of all, um, Robin, tell me a little bit more about your work, and I'm really interested also in the contribution to school education. Uh, does it sort of parallel some of these uh, topics?
1: Yes, absolutely. So I put together a company, a social enterprise, actually, about uh, 12 years ago, looking at health and well-being in the community. And one of the things that we really gravitated towards was working within the school system. So working with Farno and parents and teachers, and of course, running a lot of programs uh, with, with teens and tweens. And absolutely, the content of the book is pretty much what we're delivering in school. And Molly, what's your story, please?
2: Um, so I have been working with Nest since it started when I was really young. I was always contributing um, ideas and opinions, you know, from the youth space perspective. Um, and we just have always been collaborating um, along along the years. Um, so it was just really natural for us to work on this together as well.
0: Good stuff. I think you're um, working the public service as the day job, yeah?
2: Oh, yes, yeah. I, I'm working at the Ministry of Health at the moment. I'm about to move across to the Ministry of Education.
0: Well, these are another sort of... Um, good kind of um synthesis i guess let's talk about the um the approach to a book writing a book for these times and determining what the main issues the main challenges are were they fairly self-evident robin
1: yeah, they were. And as I say, with the work that we do, we get to have a lot of contact with parents and whānau. And so they were really letting us know clearly some of the topics um, that they feel really ill-equipped to handle. And then, of course, we get to speak with the youth and they're also asking for help. And it's funny because those topics overlap and they're asking, believe it or not, that parents and Farno are actually up to speed with these topics. They're needing the support.
0: How have you gone about uh, the the presentation of the topics, I guess? Um, This is meant to be a conversation starter, is it, Molly?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, We've kind of structured each chapter to offer sort of a brief summary of the topic, um, and then we do some deep dives into like the hot button issues, um, and then the end uh, kind of wraps it up with some great conversation starters and activities that parents can do with teens, just to, yeah, get delve a bit deeper together and stay connected and, and see where your, where your team is at.
0: Whatever the specific challenges and we'll delve into them, what are some of the fundamentals in this relationship? Communication is one of them. Yeah, Robin.
1: Absolutely. Communication is where everything starts, isn't it? And I think it's a time when you're, your kids are growing up and so you're not as involved with them in the same way as you were when they were a little bit younger. So although your kids want you clued up about the topics, they also want space to be finding their own selves within it. So that makes, you know, I think you know parenting teens has always been complex throughout throughout the eras but now we've got some particular challenges that some of our parents just just don't feel that uh You know, it's new territory for them, and so they're feeling a little anxious around whether they've got the tools that they need. And so, as Molly was saying, we have divided the book up so that there's a lot of conversation starters and um, some tips and tricks about how to get those conversations started and then how to keep them going, but also how to leave space so that your team can actually fill that with where they're at. And actually, they're pretty amazing young people, and they're experiencing these things firsthand it's not as native to us when I'm talking about you know exposure to the internet for example Um, and and so they can teach us a lot too but they still need us as parents and they don't need us overwhelmed and scared because of these topics that we feel we're not familiar with they do need us informed
0: how are some of the societal pressures of the teen years changed and this is reflected in particular skills? Obviously social media and everything that is on the internet is a big part of this, Molly. Can you just tease out some of the specific issues that parents have and and that young people have as well and can we delve a little deeper into these conversation starters?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think with um, with social media, it's... It, it's amplified, you know, issues that have been around for teens for, forever. Um, so it's just—it's so much more intense now. Um, you know, insecurities are, are being targeted. Um, we talk about that in the in the body talk, um, self esteem and body image chapter.
0: And um, sexuality—the way um, our devices are used as um, conduits of sexual behaviour in some ways, uh, and also abused as as such. Yeah, absolutely. Could you speak a little bit more then about some of the talking points, um, Robert, in this area? Um, uh, you know, is, is where, how can parents open these conversations? Is it always the parent who wants to initiate, do we presume?
1: I think a lot of the time the parent is the one that doesn't want to initiate, but they know they need to go there. Um, and, and sometimes it does come from your teen. I think, you know, that, that space if you can hold a safe space and try not to fill it with what you think you might want to say then your teen is much more inclined to actually eventually start filling that space themselves and you'll hear from them as to where their concerns are. I mean we're talking about as you said not just um, social media and body image but how much exposure they have online and how safe that is um, in terms of you know what they're seeing online and it may be inappropriate images for their their brain development at this time and if they're not Getting that counter messaging from parent parents, then that can turn into a big problem, and you know, it's everything from you know we hear from parents as, and we talk about it in the book in terms of things like gaming is that going to you know damage my young person or school pressures you know and on the flip side of that ask schools equipping our, our young people with what they need for the whole new world in front of them and and bullying and, and all these things so the conversation starters that we have uh, and the tips and tricks are at the end of every single chapter and they include things like you know use every teachable opportunity so if you're drive along in the car and you see a big billboard and you recognize something that is um you know really sort of amplifying a stereotypical image which is is damaging and harmful then And you might, in a fun way, just kind of get your team to say, hey, look at that over there. What's that even advertising, do you think? And then it just opens the conversation for them. And you get to hear where they're at. And if you can upskill a little bit, which hopefully the book will help you to do, then you can have some input into that conversation as well so that they feel safe and secure. And they know that the topic, any topic, is going to be okay to, to open up with you, that you're not going to leap in with a judgment. You're literally just going to have those open-ended questions so that you're hearing from them.
0: What are some of the common issues you've observed among your peers, Molly, and and how's that reflected in the book?
1: Um, well, I think it's informed
2: the entire process. Um, we We look at everything from, you know, the transition from being a teen into learning what it means to be an adult or adulting, as we like to call it. Um, we talk about vaping, um well-being and mental health, obviously, is massive at the moment. Um, we talk about consent, which is also a massive hot-button hot, hot button topic. Um, and then um, I think what sets, what sets our book apart a little bit is that we talk about sort of the more global topics that, that we're talking about at the moment. So that's around, you know, what what's the difference between equity and equality, you know, climate change, feminism. Um, we have lots of information um, in that last chapter about, you know, what teens are talking about right now and how, how parents can get engaged in that conversation as well.
0: How do you approach the tips on talking about consent? So problematic, so worrisome for parents. Um, I've, you know, I've seen uh, a very prominent younger uh, writer say, "Look, um, a young woman in her twenties, just saying, look, don't even go there with us. You just have no idea what we are dealing with um, uh, uh, in some of the uh, dating and relationship environments." How do you come at the uh, the tips and tricks when it comes to discussing this matter?
1: I think it's actually imperative that we do go there, um, and I think you know it's it's easier for for some. Uh, parents to talk about this really specifically and and perhaps graphically even and we do have those kind of conversations laid out in a role play format in the book um, where you can really go through what consent means and what consent doesn't mean uh, with your team but if you're a parent that would find that a little bit more difficult then we have some other ideas as well and you know sometimes Even now we sit down and watch, uh, you know, stream a movie together with our teens, don't we? Uh, And Mm -hmm. and you don't want to be the parent who's got the remote control, who's constantly putting it on pause because, you know, that's not really (laughs) going to be conducive. Um, But every now and again, if you see something in a film for example with your teen that really highlights um really great consent taking place or on the flip side of that you know a very poor example of how people are um you know having a relationship then you can press pause or maybe later after the film is finished and just kind of quiz your kid a little bit about what they thought of what they saw in that film and why it might have been problematic and that will hopefully open other conversations as well um, that's just one thing that we have in there. I mean, we can critically analyze um, some, some of the music that we listen to as well. So if you're in the car listening to the radio and something comes on, that's another teachable opportunity. And you can just sort of say, hey, what were they actually saying in those lyrics? And what does that mean? And what could that mean moving forward if, if you sort of seeing those stereotypical examples, um, which are just so unhelpful in terms of, you know, that sort of culture um, coming through. So if we can, if we can encourage our teens to really unpick some of that information, um, I think moving forward, uh, we, you know, we'll have some some better outcomes. Because as as we know, the statistics around sexual violence and around dating violence are pretty horrific.
0: What are the um- parts of the book where you discuss issues around diversity and around identity because many parents are finding themselves um confronted or a bit bemused uh, by conversations and the openness of conversations and, and what's happening sometimes with their own kids so uh, how do you discuss this
1: so that would be in our rainbow Teens chapter um i mean obviously all of the chapters sort of um fill in uh, parts of of what's going on for teens um, as well. But it, it's a conversation again, and it's an openness, I think. Um, it's, it's demonstrating to our teens how we behave in terms of just celebrating the diversity in the communities around us. So you see a pride flag, you say, hey, what's that? What does that mean? You know? You know, isn't isn't that amazing? What are your thoughts on that? And and understanding um, how to be a good ally to others, and if it's something that's very personal to you in terms of your team, does. Um, relate to being um, a rainbow teen, or is you know just questioning, um, to make sure that they know that there is always a safe space to talk with you. And if you feel like you, as a parent, are going to be you know having a big reaction, see so if you can just actually contain that, give your young person the space that they need to speak, and maybe then later you can take those feelings, which are totally valid, but to another. Adult to run those through so that your team knows that you love them and that you accept them for who they are, and that you know you're informed in this space or you're going to be, and that's something that the book can help you with because we get so many parents talking to us about this particular topic, and you know sometimes it's as simplistic as you know L B G T Q I A plus. What does that all stand for? What does that mean? And so yeah, that's all within the chapter. Molly, you mentioned
0: mental health before, and this is a huge issue for our young people. It is right across society, but as it, 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 it a consequence of some of what we're talking about, the complexity and, and the exposure and the always-on and the always-judged and always-deceased nature mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. growing up today. It is a particular challenge. Um, what, what are your observations here, both for um, being on alert with what's happening with your younger person, but also the conversations or other actions that might be needed
2: um, I think that we're all starting to see mental health as a, a really holistic thing. You know, it's built up of so many different components around your life. It's uh, um, your, your social life, your your physical well-being, um, your connection to your family. Um, and I think that we kind of lay that out really clearly in our chapter um, in a really approachable and, and lighthearted way, because I feel like this subject can get a bit heavy sometimes. Um, but we've also got some like great um, tips and tricks to sort of seeing when, you know, when things are getting a bit more serious um, and when maybe an adult does need to step in um, and we've got these great resources um, at the end of each chapter as well especially for the mental health chapter there's just some great um, places to go to to learn more about what maybe your teen is going through um, or what their friends are going through and how best to support them.
0: We talked about communication earlier too and your insights on this Molly as being a bit more teen adjacent than either your mum or I. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, what works well and, 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 and what are some of the mistakes that people with the best of intentions make?
2: Um I think what my favorite tip in the in the book actually is about finding you know the right time um to to delve into these deeper conversations when you're trying to tease tease out that information from your teen I think my mom used to say it was like getting blood out of a stone um so I think one of her tips was um, to catch us in the car. So when she was driving us to school or to, you know, a dance class, um, she would take that opportunity to sort of like delve a bit deeper, you know, and there was no no pressure for eye contact, no judgment. Um, it was a really safe space, but there was also no escape. Um, so I couldn't storm off to my room. I had to really sort of engage. Um, and that was a, a great time to to sort of get chatting. I think we had some weird and wonderful conversations, you know, and even now I find myself driving home from work and I'm on speakerphone to mum just venting about my day, you know. Um, And I think uh, a common mistake maybe, I think mum's kind of already touched on it, is that I think parents want to jump in and fix things, you know. They want to save the day, you know, no one wants to see their kids going through uh, a hard time um, but I think part of, of building that resiliency and that um, emotional intelligence is about sort of helping your team to figure it out on their own you know it's, it's acting as a, a sounding board to let them kind of figure it out and and tease it out and um, hopefully get to a, a good place.
0: Thanks very much Robin and Molly Fawcett's mother and daughter and the book they have co-written is called The Kids Will Be All Right.